0: Welcome back to the Youth of Bible Mania day 91. How many people do you follow on Instagram or TikTok, and why do you follow them? It's probably because they're a friend, or maybe you like the content they produce in one way or another, whether it's interesting, funny, and uh, maybe informative as well. But why do we follow Jesus? Is it for the same reasons? I mean, yes, he's a friend. He certainly says some interesting and informative things about life, and you can decide if he was a funny guy. But there are a lot more reasons than these to follow Jesus. But then some questions come up. What, what does it take to follow him? Why should I keep following him? And what's the point? Let's find out today.
1: Curious to know what all the fuss was about. People and I eventually entered the world of Twitter and now Instagram. It's a world where you follow other people and are yourselves followed. Many celebrities have huge followings. People become avid spectators of their lives, relationships and lifestyle, diets and fashion choices. They want to know all about them, interact with them and be like them. There's nothing inherently wrong with this. It's natural to want to follow those we admire. Following celebrities on social media can be fun and even enlightening. However, following people on Instagram or Twitter is one thing. Being a true follower of someone is quite another, means fully devoting yourself to their cause, living by their example, and even doing what they tell you to do. Choose the right people to follow. It really does matter who you follow. Millions, for example, followed Hitler, Stalin, and Pol Pot. Still today, millions follow evil dictators, terrorists, and gang leaders. Some people are skeptical about tradition and institutions and do not know who to follow. The traditional models which often came from and were championed by our families, institutions, and political leaders, have to some extent broken down. This leaves many people unsure of whom to follow. Jesus said many times, Follow me. Of all the people who've ever lived, Jesus has the largest number of followers. Over 2.4 billion people in the world today profess to follow Jesus. Jesus' followers are called disciples. They want to be with him to know him, to be like him, and to do everything that Jesus asked him to do. From Psalm 40 I waited
0: patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, there would be too many to declare. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart.
1: Follow Jesus' example. When you're going through difficult times, you will be strengthened as you remember past blessings and the times that God has delivered you. David writes about the time when he was in a slimy pit full of mud and mire. He may be describing some experience of sin, sickness, or the depth of depression. Corey Ten Boom said, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not Deeper still, the pit of depression can be a terrible place. In these times, we remember all our failures and disappointments. We start to believe that nothing good could ever happen to us. We feel miserable and helpless. We start to think that we will never rise above our problems and fulfill God's call in our lives. In his helplessness, David says, I waited and waited and waited for God. At last he looked. Finally he listened. He lifted me out of the ditch, pulled me from deep mud. After God lifted him out of the slimy pit, David recounts, He stood me on a solid rock to make sure I wouldn't slip. God put a new song of worship in David's mouth, and his witness led many others to put their trust in the Lord. David describes the great blessing of ignoring what the world worships, and following the Lord. Blessed are those who make the Lord their trust. The things you planned for us no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. David writes, You've given me the capacity to hear and obey. The secret of his success was praying and obeying. David offers himself to follow God's will in its entirety. He says, Here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll, I desire to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. This too was Jesus' secret of success. According to the writer of Hebrews, these verses found perfect fulfillment in Jesus. He tells us that Jesus himself quoted Verses 6-8 to in this psalm, Jesus prayed and he obeyed. He said, I have come to do your will, O God. The writer of Hebrews continues, And by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Follow Jesus' example and offer yourself to do God's will. David says, that those who make the Lord their trust will be blessed. You will see all kinds of wonders and things you planned for us no one can recount. They are too many to declare. Lord, thank you for the times when you have lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, set my feet on a rock, given me a firm place to stand, put a new song in my mouth, and enabled me to testify so that others put their trust in the Lord. Help me today to pray and to obey. New Testament from Luke 8 and 9 Now when Jesus returned,
0: a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, "Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace." While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. "Your daughter is dead," he said. "Don't bother the teacher any more." Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, "Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed." When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal those who were ill. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news
1: and healing people everywhere. Follow Jesus' instructions. Jesus did not have social media, broadcast capacity, big screens, or even a simple microphone. With which to get the message out. He didn't need them. He had power and authority which he gives to his followers. While it's fine to use every available means to get the message of Jesus out, we must not get so caught up with modern means of communication that we forget what is at the heart of it all. Follow Jesus's example and his instructions which we read about in this passage. Jesus healed a woman who'd been subject to bleeding, and raised Jairus's daughter back to life. Jairus and the woman are two very different characters, one male, the other female, one an individual, the other part of a crowd, one influential, the other seemingly insignificant. One told Jesus about his daughter, the other was called daughter by Jesus. One was healthy, and the other was sick. Yet both were dependent on Jesus' power and authority, and both reacted in the same way on approaching Jesus. Jairus came and fell at Jesus' feet, and the woman came trembling and fell at his feet. Both had the right response to Jesus. They recognized his power and were prepared to follow his instructions and believe that Jesus had the power to heal. Jesus said to the woman, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. These are stories of both extraordinary power and extraordinary compassion. It was said of Jesus, all who touched him were healed. When the woman who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years touched him, he said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone from me. She was instantly healed. Jesus then raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. People were astonished. Jesus ministered with great power and authority. It is even more astonishing that he passes this on to you. Power and authority are words we rightly associate with Jesus' ministry. However, they're not unique to Jesus. Jesus called his disciples together and gave them power and authority to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. This is the ministry to which every one of Jesus' disciples is called. His power and authority are available to you today. Lord, help me to follow your instructions to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Help me to follow your example closely and to learn to minister with power and authority. Old Testament from Numbers 31 and 32
0: Because they have not followed me wholeheartedly, not one of those who were twenty years old or more when they came up out of Egypt will see the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not one, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun for they followed the Lord wholeheartedly.
1: Follow Jesus wholeheartedly. God's power and authority are given to those who follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Caleb and Joshua are picked out as the exceptions from the Israelites because only the two of them followed the Lord wholeheartedly. This is what God's people are called to do. Moses warned the people not to turn away from following him. He warned them not to sin against the law. You may be sure that your sin will find you out. The constant challenge of the scriptures is to follow the Lord with all our hearts and not to dabble with sin. Reading this through the lens of the New Testament, to follow the Lord is to follow Jesus. Jesus is Lord. It's a central claim of the New Testament. We see in these passages how much is available to those who follow Jesus wholeheartedly, put their faith and trust in him and offer themselves to do his will. This is what you are called to. As you do this, Jesus sends you out into the world with power and authority to proclaim the gospel and heal the sick. Lord, I want to be like Caleb and Joshua and follow you wholeheartedly. Today, I want to follow your example and offer myself to do your will. Help me to minister with power and authority to proclaim the gospel and heal the sick. Pepper adds, Luke 9 verse 2 says, Jesus sent them out to preach the kingdom of God. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no tunic. We are totally incapable of traveling lightly anywhere, even if it's only for one night. Not only does Nicky take loads of books, but he also wants to take his workout hand weights too.
0: Let's pray. Lord, thank you that I can follow you. Thank you that you are my God and my King. Help me to follow your commands and your ways every day of my life. Lead me by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen.